Welcome everyone. Today is Mind Culture Podcast and we have Sabine Maringer from Vienna and she is the founder of many things among which there is Belle Etage and Tete Tete and Schau Salon, Schau Salon. Salon. Uh, education program. So she does street theater as well as uh, education, mm -hmm. as well as recently cultural management, and we're gonna go in this direction as well. So maybe you tell me a little bit about the scope of your activities, because I am, um, when I was trying to find <coughs> out information about what you do, I, I just, I was just clicking from one thing to another thing, to another thing, to another thing, to another thing. So I'm just wondering if you could just briefly tell me like, what is your pathway? My path? Um, um, yeah, basically I come from theater, so I quit school when I was 17 and uh, I started to work in a small Viennese uh, theater mm -hmm. um, as a light technician assistant and from there, um, from there on I was basically in theater the last 22 years, um, but in... Um, 2004, I met a German street theater company called Antagon on a very freaky festival in the docks of uh, Amsterdam, Robot Dock. And I fell in love with this, for me, totally new form of theater. They were, it was a mix of, I don't know, hippie, Mad Max, um, acrobatics, like things I have never seen before. And... During this time, I was a little bit um, searching for a new direction for my life. And I made a decision to leave uh, Vienna and to go to Frankfurt. And so there I got in touch with street theater, basically. And yeah. Then during during being there and traveling the world with this really big group. So there are three big groups in mm -hmm. um, Germany still. Um, we were traveling the world with around 17, 20 people on plane or on a big bus all together. And yeah, it was amazing. Hard work. We were working 24-7 every day, every week, the whole year, so... Yeah. So you fell in love with this certain kind of lifestyle as well? Yes, yes. I, I think I smell the taste of freedom and artistic expression in, 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 one, in one thing. So, yeah, it was hard work, but I kind of felt free. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was not connected to a nine-to-five job. Even though we worked harder than people having a 95 job. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I had the feeling that I need to um, get some education. And I went to Heidelberg and I got trained as a theater teacher. I made my diploma. And during that time, I missed street theater really much. And I felt that I wanted to go back to the streets, but with my own company. And when I came back to Vienna, I founded Belletage Street Theater. 
And the last uh, 10 years, I constantly worked on um, growing with this business mm -hmm. in the industry. And yeah, and at some point I felt, ooh, um, it's fun, sweet theater, but I need more knowledge about the management of such a business. And therefore I um, made my certificate in um, cultural management. Right. Yes. So very natural development. Yeah, totally natural. And then, and then I felt like I was year by year, I was more and more connected with like, um, lobbying for the arts industry. And therefore I felt I need to be, to be, to have more power within my voice. I need to have more recognition and what you need in Austria or Europe is you have to have some kind of degree of a university. And then I made my Master of Arts in Performing Public Space in 2018. Mm -hmm. And yes, now I'm here. Yes. So, right. yeah. Mm -hmm. So tell me what is, what is so great about street theater that you love so much? Because um, for me, like... Uh, well, I find it a really interesting world, but again, a very different world mm -hmm. to what I'm familiar with. Mm -hmm. Because although I have a lot of, with our company, Body Architects, I have a lot of performances that happen in urban space, yeah. outside space. But I feel it's a bit different than, than the general ethos of street theater. And I just would like to, would like you to tell me a little bit more what it is. I mean, is it something that is in any way related to the tradition of traveling circles or how is, what is this? What is this for you? For me? Yeah. Um, many things. Um, one is um, that you are basically your own boss. So on the one hand, it makes it, makes it harder because you have to, to survive in this um, in this industry, um, I'm, I, um, that means that we are not connected to any kind of funds or fund system or whatever. So what we earn is, is what we earn. So it's basking. Um, in the beginning, in the beginning with Antagon, we were paid because our shows costs around fifteen to twenty thousand euros in one show. Because wow. it was so huge, so we performed also for a, a, for five to up to fifteen thousand people at once. So okay, this is another um, sector. These really big shows. So and um, with Belletage, I in the beginning I was busking, but now I'm I get paid. Mm -hmm. Yes, mm -hmm. it changed. It changed. Because, yeah. It changed. But you like able to sell the shows to venues or to festivals, yeah. or it's more like you get production, also. No. I sell. Uh -huh. I sell a product. Basically. Right. Yes. Yes. So then it's very similar to what I do as well. I sell a product. Yeah. Um, so basically, I sell a product, and I'm free to create mm -hmm. this this product. Um, 
I already learned that that my freedom is a little bit limited because there is a need from the from the industry, mm-hmm. um, and I have to somehow um, try to match this need, my need and the need of the industry to really sell my product. So it's right. Yeah. And what is what is the so for example your situation as a so so you're a creator. Yeah. Uh, if you create. Because I also struggle with this mm-hmm. quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Like I know that, that there are certain popular topics, yeah. and I know that there are some. Like I cannot make a maybe performance about um, bicycles or about I don't know reading. That would be that would be a little bit uh, you know not contemporary enough. Do you also deal with certain things like this in the street theater? Yeah. Okay. So if I want to. If I want, so you can do, you can have, if you want, there are two different ways to enter. One is you, you create whatever you want. And if you're lucky, you find bookers who want to book that. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, it's the way I did it is to um, screen um, the recent situation of the industry. So um, when I'm on a festival, I check the program and then I see what's popular, mm-hmm. um, which kind of uh, um, circus styles or um, artistic handwriting. Um, and then I check other festivals and then I talk to the um, bookers and their needs. Mm-hmm. And um, because you have to know if you're um, a freelancer, a, a, a street theater company, you apply for a festival with other 1,000 people. And then they make a selection. The jugglers, the unicycles, the acrobatics, the theater, the comedy. The male, the mix, and the female shows. Mm-hmm. So... Um, a lot of men do juggling in comedy or unicycle in comedy. Uh, a lot of men do clowns. The mix are dance or acrobatic, and the female do hula hoop or and then the group shows to the fire shows and so on. And for me to have a niche where I have it easier to enter the program, so as okay. Um, the people work with what is um, it's the retro style of the look of the show. Okay, everybody's retro style, so I will not use retro style. They all use um, I don't know what. Let's say buckets. I will mm-hmm. not use buckets. So I make this list, and then I ask myself, okay, what are you interested in? And mm-hmm. then I see, and then I check if this if there is like a way to enter or yeah. And I, fa- I feel like with this, um, with our new performance, I found the way in because it was very easy to sell it, even though it was not created. Mm. I just sold the idea of it, mm-hmm. and I immediately got invited to Armenia to a really good festival. So yeah. Wow! I am really learning something today. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because uh, you know, as a as a choreographer, I am um, I'm open to work on any topic. To yeah. be very honest, like 
there are some people that are really driven by a certain topic or mm -hmm. certain issues, but I don't know. I've never been like this. I like to do anything. I have certain interests, but I like, I, I don't mind, you know, making a piece about uh, fish, for example. Like, there's no, no problem. Mm -hmm. Like, if you give me a topic, I can do it. So this kind of approach I can totally relate to, but I haven't cracked it yet. But maybe it's also because, uh, yeah, the, the, the reality of creating avant-garde dance is also... Yeah is the, the, the topics within the avant-garde dance are even, I think, a little bit more constricted yeah. than, than within the circus arts, yeah. which... But I have to say, with the project Pelletage, I really tried to think like a businesswoman mm -hmm. and not like an artist. The, the projects I do with Compagnia Tetate, which you were mentioning before, there I try to think like an artist. Mm. So, yeah. So you have like one side, so you have two projects and one is, yeah, one is commercial, one is artistic. Yeah, maybe a little bit. But commercially, it's, I, I, I'm... But it's, it's, it is artistic, still artistic. It's still artistic, but it's more, it's more, yeah, it's more, yeah, I'm more check the actual mm. situation of the industry and then I fit it in. I mean, I think, yeah, because, because we have no funds, we cannot rely on money from government or state. So yeah. I, have, I need to make money, you know, I put a lot of money in the production of this performance and then I need to sell it for 10 years. Right. Yes. So tell me a little bit how it works in the, so first of all, is it street theater or is it the circus? Like, how is it? Huh. What is the difference? What is the thing that you're doing? Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Hmm. I think we use circus skills or a circus-ish language to do street theater. Which is? The language. No, which is the, what is the street theater? The street theater is the, the characters, uh -huh. the structure maybe um, of the performance. This I would say is the, the theatrical part. But the routines are kind of circus-ish looking. Okay. Style. So there is some certain kind of, uh, I would say, artistry involved. Certain yeah. kind of skill. Skill, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is. But I try to reduce it. Uh -huh. Because this needs training. And... And a certain physicality. Right. And I feel like um, if I want to perform this show 20 weekends, every weekend six to nine times, and I'm 39, do I really want to do it? And the answer is no. So that's why I try to have more theater in it and less artistic parts. So I'm not ruining myself during mm. the summer season. Yeah. yeah, of course, of course. Yeah. This is this makes total sense. Uh, you don't wanna, yeah, you don't wanna injure yourself, then you then you are not able to to work. Yeah, and, and I, also if you're a maker, yeah, maybe there, there's some other people that can do that. Of course. Of course. They are young people, they should do it. When I was young, I did it. Got it. <laughs> yeah, really.
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So tell me how, because you mentioned a little bit the, I don't know, we're talking business today. I yeah, think yeah, I good. have the feeling yeah, <laughs> it so leans in this direction. <laughs> but but my my question to you is, uh, so you say that there is no funding structure mm -hmm. for this kind of performance? Yeah. yeah. True. In in Austria in general. Um, in Austria. In Austria. In Austria. Um, street theater or let's say theater and public spaces needs to be seen with different lenses in different countries. Mm -hmm. So, as we all know, France um, has a very good um, system to fund arts in general, so also for street theater. Um, in uh, the Netherlands, it's different. Um, um, I know from Switzerland, it's different. Mm -hmm. Germany, no. It's tricky in Germany. It's tricky. It's tricky okay. in Germany. No. And it's trickier in Austria. It's impossible in Austria. Mm -hmm. So. Uh, but I heard that there is that there is a, a division of of. Uh, what is this called? The federal government, the, yeah. federal, the Ministry of Culture yeah. that is dedicated towards creating circus. Yeah, circus, yes. Circus, circus. which is different than street theater. Yeah. Which is, street theater is more like, yeah, less, less circus, you say. Yeah, Or, if I want to have, ask for funding mm -hmm. for a street theater thing, It it's not good when it looks like street theater. It needs to be. It needs to look like like circus or theater for young people, mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, because um, still yet um, curators, funders think street theater is entertainment and not art. Yeah. So. Okay. So okay. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> yeah, there are so many, you know, so, so many names for for the perform performative arts. Yeah, and I think, yeah, some of them are already so defined that it's really difficult to go with something like you do. Yeah, and to try to, yeah, yeah, I understand that, especially like like nowadays in Vienna, it's also with with dance in general. Like if it's If it's moving too much, then it's already supposed to go into category of, of dance for young audience. Aye, I see. Okay. I mean, that's what I... I mean, it's my personal interpretation, yeah. but it's usually like the only moving pieces, except maybe of, of one choreographer, the only moving pieces by young artists are those that fall into category of... Yeah, okay. Children performance, and that's I find a bit strange because dance is, I know, yeah. dance is dance, dance is supposed to move, but I feel that there is, there is, it's a similarity there. Yeah. Okay. Um, so tell me, how do you, how, what is the process like of, of you selling your work? Because I'm really curious. I never did did this business. Yeah. I do festivals. I do. Like, I know I have my little network of festivals that I am mm -hmm. in touch with. Yeah. But these are happening usually uh, in the theater. Mm -hmm. 
and I know how it works. I yeah. wonder how it works with with your festival. How do you how do you find them? How do you okay? Uh, yeah, is it? Yeah, tell me some secrets about this. Yeah, I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, okay. Um, we go one year round, uh -huh. and we start in May. Uh -huh. So season is on, and I'm traveling with my show around the world, Europe, wherever I'm booked, and we talk to each other. After the shows, we talk to each other, and I listen really careful whether when the people when the people um, talk about their past or upcoming festivals, and I make notes. Okay, do I know this festival or not? And I make notes, and I scan social media during summer season two, three times a day to check um, posts of other performers. So this I do from May to let's say September, and then I have between 100 and 200 new festivals each year. New festivals? New festivals. Because there are festivals that stopped and new festivals um, which have started in this specific season. So, okay. And then um, I, from September to mid of November, I'm on the computer doing my research. I have a list of hundreds of festivals from all over the world. And then basically from November to February, I'm sitting um, in, on, in front of the computer and writing my application. So some of you mm -hmm. like do it um, because you have like an open call or some you just write or... What I also do is during the summer, I talk to other people and maybe make my first connections to some bookers or, yeah. Or, or more or less, or sometimes I have leftovers from, from this season. So things that we couldn't manage because I was already booked or they were already full, but they would like to see me in the next festival. So, okay. So I'm sitting uh, in front of the computer all the time and um, working on my PR and the videos and whatever. And mm -hmm. then it's so I write between 400 and 1000 applications each winter. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I thought that. Oh, God. No, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, God. Yeah. Oh, now I know where is the... I figured it out because I do only 200. <laughs> 200. <laughs> 200. I mean 200 and 2 in one day. <laughs> no. Um, no. Yeah. No, but I'm not counting the personal emails. Maybe maybe three, four hundred, max yeah. a year. But I'm you so say 4,000? No, thousand. Thousand, yeah. thousand. I'm so sick of it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. But you do it within these two months. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And this is for this year or for the next no, year? Usually it's from the, the year after, right? No, it's like, yeah, in 2020, I would write for 2021. Okay. So it's for the next, the next, the next round, the next round. And this works? Yeah, it's like that. Okay. Yeah. Um, yo, and then basically from February to 
beginning of May, it's really, it's like time for rehearsing, time for planning the tour, time to get everything done. And mm. then again, uh, yeah. And then I sit in the car. I'm, I'm an office worker and a drug driver. And in between I do shows. Ah. Ah. Yeah. Okay. I need to go to the festivals also, like 700 kilometers, 1,400. So you car. don't fly? No. <laughs> Why? Yes, I fly, but um, too many things. Yes, not often, not often. Uh-huh. I mean, um, more or less uh, because I mean, from Europe, I can travel in Europe with by car, uh-huh. and um, there are f- for me three festivals a year where I fly, uh-huh. or four. Yes. And how is it like? So do you do you do so because? I had this one plan that I'm trying to realize is to have like several shows that are booked and to have some basking shows in between. Oh. Do you also do things like this? Forget it. No. No. Why? Mm. Not, no, no. Basically, um, basic, basically it will not gonna work because um, the restrictions are Hard. So from a festival side, restrictions? No, no, from the town. Ah. From the town. So during the festival, there is there's no basking allowed because there's a festival. Right. And then each country, each city has a different law. Uh-huh. And um, sometimes you have to apply ahead, like in Croatia, on the seaside, you just can't come and perform. You have to apply three months ahead to come there. Um, and in Austria, yeah, you have to buy tickets, you have to get tickets uh, in the Magistrat and in Germany, uh, they start to, um, to ban busking oh, uh, really? from the city centers. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. I learned something more again. Yeah, busking is begging, basically. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, in, in a way, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, not for me, but for the for the, the government of the towns and of the, of the, of the cities. It's busking is basically begging. Uh-huh. And, yeah. Aha, uh-huh, so, okay. So, the gov- from the government perspective, it's like... Yeah, from the government it's like begging, perspective, yeah. it's begging. And um, it's a tendency that... Um, Okay, we work in the public space mm-hmm. and it's a space where politics, economy fight to, to be placed, to get a place there. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and then the artists come and they also want to play. The public space is a very interesting space for um, making politics. And for the economy, so yeah. it's a place where you can place commercial. So and also it's a place to make money, basically. Mm-hmm. You see, um, the city centers are full of shops um, and restaurants and uh, billboards, and then. 
there is also the buskers who want to work there. And I feel like um, all the people who have the shops there and the restaurants, they feel that we interfere too much mm-hmm. within their business. So, yeah. Unless a city is relying on basking as a certain kind of attraction. I would say, for example, Lisbon is Oop, no? Yeah. Seems like one of no, the cities. No, no city is relied on busking. Not rely, but for it, it is a, a part of. Uh, so if a, if a city is focused on tourism, yeah. So then that could be an interesting op- offering from a city perspective to Basically. bring in more guests to the city. Yeah. Would be a good idea if they would have understood till now that busking makes the city safer, brings more tourists and um, raises the positive energy in a city center. Because there is there is their um, research about how busking um, changes the actual atmosphere, so less crime, less stress. But Basically, um, the mayors haven't understood that yet. Interesting, yeah. interesting. Yeah. Oh, I'm so sad. <laughs> yeah. I wish, because I rarely see anyone in Vienna doing it. Yeah, because it's so hard to to get a ticket. So um, we are, we, I'm also on the board of the IG Kultur Wien and we are since three years trying to change this law. Now it's like this, that one person who has no idea of the needs of a, um, of a certain um, style of performance gives you a place to perform. So you can't choose. And then uh-huh. you, need, you need like the city center for your show because it's a high energy show and... It's just working if you have like your five, six hundred people in a circle and they don't understand that when they put you to Prata, it makes no sense. Mm. So, um, yeah, or, um, or it, they put a solo musician on a huge space. Mm-hmm. But probably this musician needs more a cozy, good looking um, corner um, to gather the energy close the walls behind his audience to create a certain feeling of being on a stage like uh, and for one single guitar player on Stefan's Platz it might be really hard like to create this atmosphere because you're not gonna hear anything also yeah but um, I think um, um, you okay and when you perform on the street um, you need also walls and theater house, like if you perform indoors. Indoors, you have it easy because um, you have the stage, people come, people take a seat, and then it sounds, attention. And because it's closed, you already have a kind of focus. But when you are uh, performing on the street, you need to create all of this. You need to to um, place the people, give them a seat. You need to create um, the walls of your theater. You need to create your stage. 
and you need to create this focus. So what are the what are the strategies to do that? Like how do you do? How do you create a focus? <clears throat> I mean, I I could understand like okay, if you have loud music, that could be one one thing. But what are the other less maybe obvious ways to gather um, people's attention? I'm very curious because mm -hmm. it's it's something that I've been interested in. I never really. Mm -hmm went in this direction yeah. but i'm kind of interested mm -hmm. how do you um i cannot talk about it in general because every show needs um a specific space um a specific special con uh, condition to work the best and to create this this focus um let's say okay my past performance was very poetic. Um, we needed a lot of um, concentration and focus. It was um, not loud. It was silent. We didn't speak. We didn't speak to the audience. Um, and the story was between heartbreaking and like a fairy tale, something like this. And if you would place me now on the Stephansplatz, where I have no backdrop, like this huge open space, I would have no tools within my show to, um, to create this focus we speak about. But um, we need, we, I, I figured out that we need, um, that we need to feel the performance ourselves. We need um, nice architecture in the back, like um, old houses or a church or a nice fountain. We need a square which already brings like a calm environment a little bit. Um, so we don't have to fight so much for the calmness. But basically it's um, before I uh, make my step on my stage, um, I need to change my inner energy mode um, from daily to show. So, um, and for this show, it's calmness, it's mm. poetic. So I will not run, I will not be loud, I will not be stressed. So in a moment I step on the stage and it's basically me um, how to say? It's basically me filling the space already with this calmness, and also my interaction with the the audience in the beginning, where I set my stage, is calm. So my my communication is peace and not high energy. So and then it's also of course the music. Um, and I think everything together, how I behave, which certain emotion, feeling I'm transporting, this changes the space. And of course, there are certain things I need to do. I need to close my theater walls. 
together this energy. You know, if there are like if there are space in between my audience members, the energy can go. So I need the energy to close. So I'm not. I do not need to fill the entire um, the entire space with my energy, but just the stage and like to the yeah. So yeah. Hmm. Yes. So for example, okay. But then how do I know that you have a performance if the audience is not standing there already? So I'm, 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 I'm curious about this first moment. Yeah. Like, if I'm going to, how do I tell you that I'm performing? Except, okay, I have music. Mm -hmm. That's one thing. I was just thinking maybe I have costume. That's maybe another thing. Mm -hmm. And maybe I have some object. Maybe that's another thing. Mm -hmm. But then still, is it enough for the people to know that you're performing? for them. So I'm just wondering, without shouting, hey, I'm performing, how do you... Do we talk from busking, from free busking, or do we talk festival situation? Yeah, that's, that's another question. I think both. both. I'm, I'm curious for both. Okay, Is it different? Yeah, because it's if it's a, is it street theater, then they come intentionally yeah. already there. Yeah, yeah. So they're already there. I mean, they are all there, they have a program, and now you mm -hmm. will perform at this time at this Right, place. so you don't have to, okay. You have, but it's different, because more or less you need to fill the time from, okay, when I start to where I really start, there is a, I start and then I really start, point. Um, on the street, Pew Street, mm -hmm. um, with my past show, it worked, but I need to research good. I mean, other shows which have high energy, they would like go there and pull out their limo, we call large, impressive metal object, boom, and get attention uh, with height and voice and loud shouting and jokes. And there are a lot of techniques you can use to make people stop, actually. but. This limo thing is very good and it's working. Um, um, and um, if you have chosen the right space and the right time, then it's more or less easy for you. Um, yeah. So in the evening, in summer, on a crowded place, um, you will have it easier than um, in autumn when it's a little start to be windy and cold. On the same space, same same space, same time will be different uh, because people hanging out. You know, it's Saturday evening. Woo. It's before going to to the restaurant maybe or um, afterwards, and you will have would like to have a nice time with your friends and partners. Um, I would maybe I would choose. I would. When I research the space, I would start with, okay, is this the right space for me? Do I feel it? Can I feel, okay, this will gonna work. I did a lot of mistake and didn't work. So uh, there, you can, you will feel it. It's, um, I am, the show we had was not a show that could stop people when they are in a certain rush. So we already need um, people to have a slow pace of walking. Mm -hmm. Um, and also, I feel like if you want to bask, you need to learn to scan the city. Mm -hmm. The city, but also the weather. 
and the architecture, the flow of the people, and also what is actually interfering in this space. Mm. Are the loud restaurants? Is there a church? Are there other buskers? Is there a street? Um, um, other uh, other um, interference which might distract your audience and lead them somewhere else. So um, if if it's the right if it's the wrong time and people are still on the rush to go somewhere, then you will have to fight and be loud to stop them. So you have to. You, you have to give them a reason to stop and make people stop. That's a hard job. Right. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think, yeah, it's, it's a definitely different context if, you're, if they're already there for you, yeah. if you versus if they're yeah. not there for yeah. you. But I have this experience where, where we were playing and we had a like, festival performance in a certain place yeah. and certain time. And there were certain people that came there to just to see yeah. us, but... There were tons of people that would stop mm-hmm. also. Yeah. So I find this always very interesting as well. And I think it also depends on the show, would they stop or not? Because for some shows, they wouldn't stop. For some shows, they would yeah. stop. Because what, um, and we are here at back on, on, uh, to the point of why do they stop? Yeah, why? Yeah, why? Because if they're curious. If they're not curious, they would go. Mm-hmm. And um, this is one secret. Right. To keep people attracted to your performance, you need to give them secret, secret after secret. They they need they stop because they want to discover the unknown. What's going to happen? Oh, ooh, ooh, okay, I need to stay five minutes more because what's going to happen? Um, because there is a shop, a restaurant, something to buy, other friends, other performances around, and they need to be curious. Boom, 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 all the time. It's mm-hmm. like you give... You give a horse like carrots. One. <laughs> yeah. And because um, because of the internet and this swiping around and changing yeah, from Facebook to Instagram to Twitter, blah, 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 TikTok, um, you need to give them more and more and more um, um, moments where they can be curious or um, be attracted by your show. Because they have a very short time of concentration. Right. <laughs> the attention span. Yeah, it's limited. Limited, yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay, yeah. wow. Uh, yeah, interesting. So I, f- I feel like I'm, I'm a little bit more, already more competent in if I wanted to make my own street theater. You I sure? Feel, <laughs> I feel, I, feel I, I, I understood a little bit more. Yeah. Because, you know, I never... Or I rarely think about, you know, the the quality of a show that is linked to curiosity. I think more of, I don't know, the the quality of a show in terms of, um, yeah, in terms of a level of an idea of, yeah, it's and whether you are interested in it in it or not, it's your choice. But I guess there is a way to manipulate a little bit and. Street theater is all about manipulation of the audience. Right? Yeah, right. Okay. Because, because um, yeah, um, we have this deal 
that if we go to the other house, we somehow trust when we buy a ticket that the show will be good. Boom. And then we have this deal that we come, we sit down we in silence and we watch it till the end and then we go, if we hate it, okay. But we will... Rarely we stand up and leave the theater house if we don't like a show. Down Sometimes. out there, <laughs> it's really easy. You have no, do no doors. You can walk away, uh, walk off in every second. Um, mm -hmm. There is no deal between the audience and the performer that you should be nice and start from the beginning to the end as you should watch from the beginning to the end so um it's not only about curiosity it's about trust yeah i find this amazing that at some point somewhere people realize that you can pay for a theater in advance so it, because <laughs> yes, if you yes. because this is another great trick like if you pay for something in advance yeah then you rather stay till the end because it's your money and and there is this that is i find very important whereas if you haven't paid if you can still decide if to pay then yeah if it's if you don't like it yeah you don't pay yeah yeah it's interesting and sometimes they pay even though they like it <laughs> yeah 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 cool good so tell me a little bit more about like Okay, so what is there to learn? So I'm curious. So if 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 so, you tell me a little bit mm -hmm. of 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 the what the street theater is, or what the life of is, what what the I don't know performance paradigm is. But what is it to learn? So for example, if I would want to learn it, like what are the skills that I need to learn if I want to be like you, for example? Okay, if I, yeah, yeah, um, many, uh huh, many. So first of all, you need some ability of something. Mm -hmm. I mean, you need to, I mean, there is no, there are no limits of what you can present, but you need to have something to present. This is the first thing. You need to play music or um, do jokes, comedy, magic, dance, theater, word rap something then you need to have to have something and you need to be brave <laughs> because it will hurt <laughs> yes in the beginning it will hurt it's um it's a hard business it's not for people who um are used to be loved from the first moment on. So you need to, um, you need to sometimes walk the valley of tears <laughs> to come to the nice beach. No, yeah, yeah, it's something like, it's hard. So working on the street, it's really hard. And, and yeah, you need to, you need to suffer a little bit, I think, and you need to, you need to be sure that it will stop at some time, at some moment. This is, this is it. Then um, you need to, you know, you need to be focused. You need to be a business person. You need to know how to use social media website. You need to cut, how to cut the video. 
um, you need to how to write the boat out, you need to learn what I told before about how a public space is working. So um, you need to detect it. You need to know how to structure a show. Um, you need to know how to talk to people, to maintain all your techniques, your technique. You need to know um, to cut your music. Mm -hmm. You need to know uh, what else. You, yeah, you, you need to be able to, to, to coordinate your tour and um, to be in the right place at the right time. Sometimes for people, it's not so easy. Mm -hmm. um, um, you need to be fine to travel a lot and don't see your family and friends maybe for a long time period. Mm. Um, just to sleep wherever they offer you. Um, and uh, you need to be a social person, I feel like, because this whole street theater and busking scene is very social. So this is one thing uh, what I liked. People are super connected to each other. So if I talk to you on a festival, the next day I will get an invitation to be friends on one of the social networks. So we are really good connectors. Uh, and you need to be a good networker to survive there. Mm -hmm. um, you need to have a certain understanding to um, how all this works and, works and is intertwined with each other. Um, and you need to you need to have the ability to sell your product. Yeah. Interesting. Just think how how many. <laughs> <laughs> how, how little, how little we talk about art. <laughs> yeah, very, yeah, yeah, very... we can, we, yeah, yeah. It's um, yeah, because, mm, because yeah, because and to survive in this channel, mm -hmm. it's mm -hmm. you need to have all this ability. The art is there. Mm -hmm. The art for me is the art of communication. Mm -hmm. um, I think I learned how to communicate with all kinds of people. Mm -hmm. or very fast to feel or to scan who is this person, where are his personal borders in the sense of how close can I come, how far can I go with my jokes and what can I actually ask from this person and what will I get and not. Mm. And the ability also to find a door to their Mm. Um, so, because I want to touch him, I want yeah. to touch him. This is this is the art of communication and of relationship. And then the art is also the art is then in the rehearsing moment when I mm -hmm. do the show. Yes, this is the moment where the art comes. But I think it's a little bit different to let's say other theater companies. They perform one show, let's say I don't know, fifteen times. And then we focus on the next. Right. But the, the, with the last show, show, I was touring seven years. And this is some, yeah, this is, this is because of, I'm, I, I would love to have more different performances, but in this system, it's, I, I, I feel like I would get a burnout if I need to. Always create something new create something new and then promote it and create something new and promote it um, mm. without having this 
net of okay i already got the money to produce it mm-hmm. and i can i know my work is already paid and now the fun comes mm-hmm. for me the work is i have fun and then the money comes hopefully so <laughs> yeah i mean i can relate to yeah. that we also like we also we rarely produce we mostly a tour and yeah it's it's a lot of it's a lot of work as you say it's a lot of work and yeah interesting interesting what you say because yeah it, within the theater world or in my case like avant-garde contemporary dance yeah i would say it's I don't know even how can I say it properly, but it seems like there is there is a pathway to go. Mm-hmm. Like there is a pathway to follow, mm-hmm. and I almost feel like if you don't belong in certain circles, then you it's like you cannot cross the bridge oh. ever. I, I wonder if you experience something like this in basking, uh, sorry, not basking, sorry, street theater world. Like, is there also? A certain networks that you have to get in or is more on personal basis always because like for example i don't know it, in contemporary dance there are some boosters there are net boost network boosting networks so for example if i ever get a chance to be a part of this and this network then immediately i'm uh, taking steps to be in this 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 and this festival oh, yeah. So those things exist. So I'm wondering if if you ever if you have something like this in your uh, field, and if yes, then have you ever been able to be a part of something like this? Did it accelerate your career in any way? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think um, it. We have this boost boosting mm-hmm. um, thing, um, and it's the network itself. So, um, I got jobs because people recommended me yeah. and I recommend people. And if I recommend people, they recommend me. Yeah, but that's, that's still a very personal thing. So, yeah. But I'm talking about like, they're literally like uh, in, in, in contemporary uh, yeah. world, like networks of festivals that they just exchange artists between themselves. Uh, yeah. And we have certain festivals. When you perform there, mm-hmm. it's on like a stamp, like, okay, this is good. Uh-huh. Yeah, we have it. Quality control. Quality control, yes. Okay. So you want to be on uh, on the program of this festival, and then for the next year, um, you have better chances to be in the program on, in other festivals. Yes. Okay, yes. interesting. Yes. It's so it's still a bit different. With this, we also have, but it's still a little bit different. So, so okay. Yeah, because for example, if I were now to create a festival for street theater, yeah. I probably would. I know I understand the mechanic behind it. Like I probably would uh, get in touch also with some other festival somewhere in some other country. I probably would uh, apply for some European money, and then probably will create like a network like this, and then we will grow this network over and over and over again, and then we would have like one of those boost, booster networks. So that the artist can travel within this one network, but then it creates like exclusivity for those artists who are not part of it. And it's already for some some 
organizers have more than one festival and then they do and then they create mm. a certain selection. Um, art is a taste and you should give people a chance and you, su you should also give um, the audience um, a big variety of, um, of genres and forms and styles. So there are certain festivals which already understood that their um, position within the industry and they try to program as broad and with the um, with a huge variety of, of genres yes I'm just wondering if a street theater you think it's on the rise or it's steady you know is it is it evolving is it developing is it becoming something new? Is it growing mm -hmm. or is it shrinking? Oh, yeah. Or is it staying the same? Uh, interesting. Hmm. Interesting. Um, I don't know. If you would have asked me this in 2019, I would probably give you a different answer than now. Right. Because so as for 2019, let's, let's, let's cancel 2020. Oh, oh, ah, but it's kind of interesting to um, to talk about Tritira in 2024 or 25, because I feel that this global situation can boost the outdoor arts uh -huh. enormous. Because everything needs to happen outdoors the next years, or big things need to happen outdoors. So there is a chance that art will more and more um, be presented in the public spaces or in spaces in general. Um, yeah, outdoor spaces in general it must not be a public space. Um, yeah, in 2019, back in 2019, I would say, um, I would have said that um, you can't talk about street theater in general. So there are a lot of genres that I would count in into street theater. And um, each one is having its own development. Um, I feel what's really um, on the rise is um, the artsy-fartsy public space interventions. Like artsy-fartsy productions in public space. So I mean artsy-fartsy. Art installations. Artsy-fartsy. I mean um, when when people who have who, when people who are not actually trained in busking or street theater starting to work in public space. This I mean with artifacts, this is things that are curated, funded, mm -hmm. and um, programmed um, in big arts festivals. People who work in public space with performances, who studied some kind of design or dance or circus in university something mm -hmm. like this so people who are not ready to work in the street because they don't have enough experience yeah but for them it, it doesn't matter because mm -hmm. they are um in a secured 
environment of an arts festival so they have a different audience so they're ignoring all the things that we were mentioning basically before. yes they so have establishing their own stage and basically they have catching no idea. the attention of people yeah, yeah. they have no uh, idea i basically i can relate have, to that yeah they have basically no idea about this knowledge i when i was um um studying in university in tilburg i um talked to one of my professors about the pace and the flow of the passerbyers in a city he was like, what? What are you researching? What are you knowing, actually? This is really, I'm really curious about that. Mm-hmm. Because um, you can see it. Um, it you, if you have a little knowledge about um, scanning a public space of, of where to place your performance and how to create a performance and all these leaders, then you can easily detect if a, sh- if a artistic group or performance you see in public space is really made to be outdoors or just they show it outdoors it's interesting it's an interesting conversation uh, especially in the context of the vienna summer festival that is again gonna happen we don't have to discuss it at all but it's also the kind of question that probably the the organizers of the festivals would have to ask themselves or should, or like what is actually working in the public space, what isn't, and why is, I think it's really, really interesting. You're talking about Kultur Summer. I was talking yeah, about any, any summer festival, yeah. but now we have the, yeah, now we're gonna have this Kultur Summer again, so. Yeah. But Kultur Summer, it's not some, I would never say that this is something that's, it's just presented in the public space, mm-hmm. but it's. Not street theater. <laughs> no. No, okay. Never, because they have the stages. Mm-hmm. It's fenced. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's so. When is there? There is a stage. It's not anymore street theater. Uh, How is it? There is a stage if it's not street theater. That's a curious question, isn't it? Maybe what kind of stage? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe when there are walls there built for you that are artificial and you don't have to create your own walls maybe then it is i'm just wondering mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i try to yeah um i would say it's not street theater when you haven't brought your own scenery when there is a stage built, a closed stage, custom stage, you know, like uh, with the um, open force wall, but closed three walls, light and the roof. It's not street theater. In mm-hmm. my, for me personally, it's not street theater. You can have a stage, you can have a platform to stand on, you, you can bring whatever scenery to any kind of space. Mm-hmm. But if you have this class where you can have like um, just concerts or like cultural, traditional dance performances on it, you know, then mm. it's not, 
not just because it's shown in public space, it's art, uh, it's like theater in public space. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, nice. Okay, so tell me maybe the last thing, uh, tell me a little bit about your initi initiative with the show... Salon. Salon? Mm -hmm. I don't know, my brain is super fried. When I, it is this oh, yeah. one word I cannot remember, show salon. Show salon, yeah. So tell me about show salon a bit. Um, yeah, mm, show salon. Mm, because I'm a trained theater teacher, I'm into giving workshops and teaching other people theater and dance. I did it for um, 10 years, something like this. I, I teach uh, theater and conduct improvisation. And, uh, dance improvisation or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I'm used to create like um, educational structure over a long time period for my students. But I stopped because I got tired of teaching and I couldn't give my students what I felt they um, they should get from, mm -hmm. from me as a teacher. Um, and I think four years ago, um, I had the idea of, wow, it would be so cool to have a school for street theater. So um, people don't have to go the hard way through rough times to be disappointed and have fear and yeah, no, yeah, no, basically they, basically I wish that there would be some kind of institution that could help young, talented people to have it easier to enter this industry. It was just an idea. And um, then I asked uh, one of my colleagues to come to Vienna for um, a performance to be my outside eye. And... I knew him from festivals a little bit and um, there we could connect with each other differently. And I told him about this idea of having a schoolish thing for street theater and he said, oh cool, this touches me, this, 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 this is Super cool. I have the project. I, it's already there. It's called the show salon. Mm -hmm. I would like to, uh, this is a, like, now it's just a web page, but I would like to give online um, coaching and directing like I do it with you. Mm -hmm. And I started it, but yeah. Do you, can you imagine that we just step in the, in this idea of the show salon and we create this school or the, we, we will like think of mm -hmm. how can it look like? And was yeah, let's do that. And um, then um, another guy, I don't know how we like, I don't know why or how, mm -hmm. but we ended up being three people. Mm -hmm. One in Freiburg, one in Salzburg and me in Vienna. And we thought about, okay, um, let's create something. And the first thing we created was a two-week intense masterclass. So 
we invited uh, students to Vienna. We organized this huge space and we worked one year, mm-hmm. really one year, to create the content for this two-week masterclass. Mm-hmm. So basically we sat and we researched, okay, what can we teach and how can we teach it so the students can understand and understand and take the most out of it. Uh, what was quite, and for me, an interesting work to because um, if you just do and you do and you do and you do and you learn by doing it, and in at, in one moment you need to think, why do I do this in this specific moment? Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know if it made me a better performer. But it made me understand certain mechanics, um, and um, I made connections to things that I never did. Yeah. So that that's very. I mean, in terms of teaching, it's always like in dance, it's very clear. Like once you start to analyze what you do, you you're better at doing it. Yeah. Obviously. And I think it's similar, but I'm kind of curious if you could tell me like where does it take place and is there going to be the next one? Yeah. And is it the intensive format now or you yeah. develop further? How is yeah, it? yeah, yeah. Um, we planned 2020, a masterclass in Freiburg. Everything was done. We reworked the whole content, blah, blah, blah. And then it, we had to... First, we thought we need to postpone it to October, and then we realized, okay, two-week intense workshop will not gonna happen the next uh, years. Even and also, our um, target group has no money right now to pay such a long course, and also the traveling, everything that um, that they need to afford. So. What we did is, um, and I hope you can link it, um, we worked on an app (laughs) and it's called Wisdom from the Pitch. And basically it means that we asked um, around 100 uh, friends and colleagues from all over the world to send over a short video where they explain us one wisdom, where they talk about one wisdom, one one thing, um, yeah, um, and yeah, we asked them, when, what would you tell you, you now, your younger self? Mm. And um, we got 100 different answers and we put it together in an app. And so um, you, it's like working a little bit like, you know, like Tinder. You swipe and then at some moment randomly it stops and then you get this video from this performer. So it's the first knowledge-based app for street theater Mm. ever. And it's for free. So you can just like, if you're bored and Netflix doesn't give you something. Yeah, interesting. I will definitely check it out. You can swipe it and it's really fun. And then we thought, okay, um, we planned also for 2020 a three-day seminar. Um, the idea is that we connect um, to festivals. So um, during it's during festivals, maybe not, but before a festival, so people can come three days uh, before the festival and can take part. Mm-hmm. 
or um, there are um, there is a fair where people present their art and the bookers and organizers come to um, see the shows. Mm. And the guy who is organizing this is an open-minded person, and um, I was on uh, on a committee of, uh, of uh, on a fair to select the program. And there, I took the chance to talk to a lot of people, and he was immediately um, on fire to invite us to his um, fair. So during the fair, performer and mm-hmm. non-performer can come, and they can take a three-day seminar with us. So it's like a traveling. School. It's a traveling school. Yes, mm-hmm. it's a traveling school. We are not based nowhere um, because we want to give people opportunity to have it easy to access. Um, we we live in Vienna, and the next, but it's quite far for people from Switzerland, France, or Germany. So south of Germany, mm-hmm. southwest. So we said, okay, let's go to Freiburg. Um, so people have it easy from Switzerland or Germany to come. Um, yeah, and now we started um, the online thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, but um, we're developing our skills in um, our PR skills and marketing skills to sell such things. This is a really new territory for us. So yeah, cool, really exciting. Like I'm also trying these things out myself as well but it's it's a completely like there's so many skills so many new skills with technology that come into our art making profession that i yeah. find it overwhelming yeah, often. yeah 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 and also i feel like it was so funny um um we three so julian uh-huh. marcus and me we are live performer so we are used to get applause and then we did this app we send it out to the world and then it was like mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and then we had like a chat and I, was like, I feel like i feel like something is missing i feel sad i don't know it feels like Ooh. and then once i think julian said or Marcus said hey yeah we should maybe give us a random blog <laughs> because we need it mm-hmm. yeah yeah, so also this is for this online course. I mean, yeah, nice thing, but it's... Yeah, it, 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 it doesn't give you this indirect uh, feedback. No, it's not energy. as satisfying as mm. doing it live, yeah. Okay, and maybe last thing. So yeah. you now transition to cultural management. Uh, yeah, tell me, just tell me where people can find you and what do you do as a... Bum bum bim bum bum <laughs> bum 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 <laughs> bim bim bum. Um, How is I it called? Make it bam. <laughs> make it bam. <laughs> make it bam. Yeah. Um, um. I felt like I'm now old enough to and and have a lot of experiences, like 22 years. Um, I've I made a lot of mistakes and. I made a lot of progress and I would like to share this with other people. And I feel like now I'm confident enough mm-hmm. to offer that. I've, I, I was thinking on, on offering this um, artistic consulting and creative consulting before, but I was not ready. And now I feel I'm ready to, um, 
to offer my help. So if you have a creative chaos in your mind and you need someone to help to narrow it down, um, I can help you. Or if you um, search for a specific solution for um, your performance or if you are a newbie in writing fundings or writing about your art in general, um, because I felt this is super hard um, to do it, also for myself. Um, and um, if you need um, an outside eye, um, especially for kids and youth theater, for dance, performance, circus and street theater, I can help you. For classic indoor theater, mm, probably not. <laughs> yeah, classroom theater also, I can also offer. I'm sure you can be of any kind of... Yeah. But, but it's different yeah. mechanic, right? Yeah, it's mm. And yeah, I don't like to sit indoors so much. But <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so for this kind of... Or site-specific theater or theater in public spaces, or if you want to... If you are an indoor theater maker or indoor dance maker and you want to make the jump to... Um, to perform in public space, I recommend you to ask me <laughs> or any me or really any other person who is like experienced in mm. working in public space. Because secret, if you want to, um, if you want to um, apply to Künstlerinnenöffentlichen Raum, you need to have a certain understanding of the public space and how a public space works and how you can place your work in the public space because the people there, they have this understanding and they want you to have it too when you apply. Because I talked to her some years ago during my times in university because I was curious how they deal in Vienna with um, this um, um, curve mm -hmm. and the arts in public space and she said, yeah, um, people need to gain more knowledge um, about performing in the public space. Mm -hmm. And they often find, a, find that there is a lack of understanding. Not that there is a lack of art artistic understanding, but how to translate it to the public space. Yeah, the specificity of yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, street. Yeah, and When I had now this break um, of being on tour, I felt like, ah, oh, yeah, the idea came back to offer my help. And it felt like cool. But also I feel like, yeah, if it, is it the right time to offer this in times where I think it's the right time to create a portfolio, yeah. to create an offer and yeah. to, you know, be yeah. clear what, what you stand yeah. for. Yeah. Great. Yeah. So I'll link it also. And I have to be honest, I already have an experience working with you and it was great. Thank you. So I can recommend. Yes.